Hey, welcome back to the Wicked Ones podcast. This is Jen. And this is Tara. How are you doing today? Uh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. I told you I was like, I've been downright a little bit sick this past week. And um, I did finally get to watch the show that I have been wanting to see forever called Mayor of Easttown. When I was telling you about where I, I thought she was the mayor. Yeah, not mayor. Because I didn't understand the not title. People kept telling me about it. And I'm like, wait, so she's the mayor? Like, no, no, she's a police detective. I'm like, okay, so she's the, it's like a small town, so she's like the mayor and, and a police detective. Like, we're and all the judge. And, yeah, right? Now I've got five jobs in the town. But it makes sense when you actually see it, and then you see it spelled M-A-R-E is her name. I believe they mention it once that her name's like Marilyn, but they call her mayor. So, but I love Kate Winslet. And uh, all the acting was really great. Evan Peters is in it too, which I didn't realize. I like him too. You're still watching it, right? You're no, new. I'm done. You finished oh, it. Oh, I cried so hard. The last episode had me just bawling. I haven't oh. cried like that in a really long time. It was so good. Huh. It was How so good. How many episodes are there? I mean, I want to say there was eight or nine. Oh, that's not a lot. It was one season or one show? One season. I don't know that they'll do anymore. I mean, I don't think so. They didn't really leave it open for more. But huh. it's one of those that's going to keep you guessing. It keeps you involved. Um... And you, I just appreciated the real and rawness of the characters. I mean, Kate Winslet does not wear a lick of makeup, and her wrinkles are out there, and her hair looks very much in need of, you know, something. But She's that's running everybody. around looking like me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's a, yeah. it's a small town. It's it's not a very, it's a it's a not a very well off community. I mean, everybody you know does the best that they can and you can just I don't know you can kind of relate right like we grew up in mm-hmm. a different area than where we live now and I relate to all of that I'll have to try to watch it it was just really good so that's I have my recommendation one I have to watch too mm-hmm. on Amazon but I can't it's for a story I'm gonna do so I can't talk about it yet oh okay yeah well other than that the salads that you just fed us were amazing You're I good. am ordering some of those Farmer's fridge, right? Farmer's fridge. Farmer's fridge, yeah. yeah. Who knew? They're like jar salads. They're amazing. They didn't pay us to say that either. We just no. tried them on there. I'm trying to find, I'm painfully going through all of my stuff with eating healthier and trying to have some. I did not want to do a meal service. Mm-hmm. I do not like them. I don't know why, but. Sam, I am. My, what? <laughs> You're just like, I do not like them. And it made Sam, me think I am. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. I just feel like I should be able to prepare my own food. So I wasn't on board with it. But then meeting with, like, my nutritionist and everything and explaining to her, like, why I didn't eat well these two days because I track all my food. You realize you don't have time to prep for yourself. I didn't eat well because I didn't Mm -hmm. have time to prep because this is just, like, if you consider it a meal service. And I'm like, ah, I don't want one. And And I'm all about it. I love cooking, but I'm cool with it. I just don't have time. Yeah. I haven't done it in a long time. And I mean, but... it's not cheap. I think, like I said, it was like $10 for mm-hmm. a jar salad. But it was a lot. It was, and it was filling. It was delicious. I didn't even have chicken it was healthy with mine or whatever. And... It was just... What yeah. is that stuff? Couscous? Quinoa. Quinoa. Yeah, quinoa. Oh, I wanted to call it couscous. Yeah. I don't know. It was delicious. And there was like goat cheese and apples and pecans yeah. and all sorts of stuff that I love in it. And, so oh I want to place another order as soon as we're done here because I want to make sure we get more. I'm definitely ordering some too. 
Well, we've been yammering on for four minutes about salad and uh, mayor of Easttown. So let's, <laughs> let's just, get to business. Let's just get to business here. I, of course, changed the rules just a little bit. <laughs> I'm shocked. Because, you know. You never do that. Never, ever. So we're supposed to, uh, our whole spooky, you know, spooky season or whatever is haunted things. and different. So this is kind of like that, but not. <laughs> so I actually am going to uh, tell you about an attraction that I just signed us up for for my birthday. So let me tell oh. you a little bit about it. You asked me what I wanted to do, right? Right? Okay. Have you ever heard of McKamey Manor? No. Ah. It's called the one and only original extreme haunted attraction and survival horror challenge. Holy good God. I think I'm going to die. <laughs> my heart rate just went like a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, instead of snack day, I propose we head to this haunted experience, oh, and then we grab a nice wait. dinner and go see Halloween Kills Shit. and just really go all just out. Just kill Jen. She's going to die. One big Lake Lanier or a haunting. I don't know. She's okay. never going to make it. But I should tell you a little bit about it first to make sure you're still on board, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I can explain it as well as they can, so here's a description. I'm going to read you directly from their website. <laughs> <laughs> You're sweating over there. I am, you see. <laughs> Be warned. McKamey Manor is not your standard boo haunted house. This is an audience participation event in which you will live your own horror movie. <gasps> this is a rough, intense, and... Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. <laughs> and truly frightening experience. You must be in great health to participate. Oh, Last year's haunt was absolutely nothing compared to the new McKamey Manor. New for 2020, McKamey Manor presents Descent, the next evolution in interactive survival horror, horror, horror theater. Understand that each tour will be different based upon your personal fears and can last up to six hours. <laughs> this isn't real. I'm not going. <laughs> each guest will be mentally and physically challenged until you reach your personal breaking point. Oh. Do not wear expensive clothing. Do not bring anything that can get wet. This is going to wet yourself. Experience. And our actors will come into contact with you. You cannot in any way return the contact. If anyone becomes rowdy, pushing, shoving, running, they will immediately be removed. That will be no me. questions asked. <laughs> Escorted right? out like, the side ah, door. Where's the exit? <laughs> Tara, good luck. Peace out. Anyone that has been drinking alcohol or taking drugs will not be allowed to the haunt and be asked to leave the property. At check in, you will be required to show ID. The waiver process for descent will last two hours to go through the waiver process. One performance only per week year-round. Specific requirements must be met in order to ever take the tour. Think about the average 10 to 20 minute haunt or a theme park at Halloween and what you've experienced. Was it really interactive and scary? At the new McKamey Manor, you will experience thrills that you have never seen before. You will be tested to your very core. If things become too much, you can always quit. If we let you. That's not even real. It can't be. It's totally real, but don't worry. I didn't sign us up for it. <laughs> I would die. Yeah, you would die. I would probably die. I love haunted all everything, and I think this is insane. It's real? It's real, and that is why I did an entire story on it. Because it's not a truly haunted, ghostly, paranormal thing. No, it's someone but torturing you. They're making you real fears come to life. That's yeah. they make. That's a movie. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Let me or let me dive book. into this place. Let me just tell you about it. So, 
it's been incredibly controversial. And when I stumbled upon it during my research, you know me, you know, I was like, uh, this is what I'm doing. I had to, I had to know more. So another thing that they have on their website, I literally just copied and pasted it so I could read it word for word. It says, for your safety, you must meet basic requirements. Number one, 21 and above or 18 to 20 with parents approval. Number two, completed sports physical and doctor's letter to state that you are physically and mentally cleared. Number three, pass a background check provided by MM. Uh, number four, be screened via Facebook, FaceTime, or phone. Number five, proof of medical insurance. Number six, sign a detailed 40-page waiver. The one I said takes two hours. It took one guy, I think almost eight, to sign the waiver because you have to go through each thing Noting and initially next to all the things that could possibly happen to you and you're okay with it. Hey, how would you still go through? You would be surprised. Number seven, pass a portable drug test on the day of the show. So I learned during my research that they get 150 to 200 requests per day from their website to be selected. Per Do you day. go by yourself or is it with a group? Because it's like a personal, individual experience. I, you know, I think it's kind of a personal, individual experience for the most part. But I did read about one where, like, three people, I think, got kidnapped to do it uh, in one of the places. Because that's sometimes how they start it. They kidnap you from, like, a location. You're like, all right, just uh, head over to the 7-Eleven. And, like, a van pulls up and you're kidnapped. And then, like, let the fun begin. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've wanted to get kidnapped a couple of times lately. <laughs> you did, but not, not like, like that. <laughs> uh, the McCamey Manor ran out of San Diego for 14 years until they shut that location down. Um, but they have two locations currently in Huntsville, Alabama and Somerton, Tennessee, which is like just outside of Nashville. McCamey Manor and its terrifying, intense experience was named the most extreme haunted house in the world by Tech Times and the New York Daily News. Like, this place is insane. It's yeah. probably not. It's probably not good for you. That's all I can it's say. It's not good for you. From what I read, it's definitely not good for you. Mm-mm. No. 57-year-old Russ McCamey says that his haunt is meant to be an intense experience for people who just aren't scared by traditional haunted houses anymore. So he just, he ups the ante big time. Okay. He says that in order to make sure hardcore adrenaline junkies leave whimpering and crying, some risks are involved. Looking up the website myself, it's pretty straightforward. Graphic pictures, links to videos that you need to watch before agreeing to take the challenge. So, like, you are warned. This is what can happen to you, and it's up to you if you want to do it or not. So, do you fill out, like, a questionnaire or something? Because they say it's a personal experience based on your fears. I think they kind of get to know you, like, when you sign up. From what it sounds in one of my other stories, there were, like, challenges and different things you had to complete and send in. Yeah, so they got to know. They got to know you, and they could use anything against you. They'll tell you that. Anything that they find out about you, they can use it against you. So. How much does this cost? Actually, a bag of dog food. There is no charge for it. He is, yeah. Does he have a lot of money? So I need to find I out more about this guy. I find out as much about the money aspect. So I have some theories. We can talk about that later. But um, I do have some information in here about him and, like, what he does and, and some of those things. But, yeah, I, I kind of almost wonder if the money doesn't come from YouTube. So some of it. And then there's actually been rumors that there's possibly a Vegas connection. But I don't know if he's in on that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. people watching from Vegas mm-hmm. that have bets, like... Yeah. Over under on how long yeah. he's gonna last. 
I don't know if that's true, but I did see Makes something. Sense. And, like, I was reading the Reddit, you know, just discussions and stuff, and somebody had mentioned that in there. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting, because I hadn't seen that anywhere else in, you know, the things that I was reading. So, um, but, yeah, a lot of them were marked age-restricted, the videos. So, I didn't even get to those. The ones that were viewable were enough for me. Like, I could see, <laughs> I could see what was going on. So, what on. are they? Um, well, Netflix did a special on it, The Art of the Scare, if you want to check that out. They also have a link to another documentary type show called Dark Tourism. Have you heard of this? No. It's it's actually an episodic uh, documentary type thing. The main guy, Mike Ferrier, investigates the phenomenon of people who choose to vacation in places all over the world that are involved with like death or destruction. Places like, I was kind of going through there, and there were things like uh, going over to... Medellin and touring where Pablo Escobar um, tortured and killed all these people. Like you get to meet and hang out with like one of his top hitmen. Just things, just random things you would never think to like, hey, let's go vacation over here and do this. Um, it looked like he did a tour of a simulated war zone. He met extreme Manson and Dahmer fans in some of the different episodes. Traveled to Japan where people actually do what's called nuclear tourism, which sees tourists soaking up the radiation left behind from Fukushima. Yeah, this is, like, a thing. I have no idea. This is, like, for another podcast. Yeah, there's even places where people people do nuclear fishing and swimming. So, that's... I My mouth is open. I, have you ever I'm heard just, of that? No, I'm just... I So... Those are the people that go swimming in Lake Lanier. They're, 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 yeah. they're waiting for something bad to happen, happen. to them. Uh, so, one of the episodes actually lumps in McKinney Manor, because I think he goes to a couple different places, and then they show him, you know, doing the McKinney Manor. And he said, and I quote, I've been forced out of my comfort zone and it's made me happier to be alive. So in the videos that I watched, I saw like burly grown men crying and puking and screaming and begging for it to stop. So talk about clickbait, kind of some of the stuff we were talking about. It says some of the videos get over 14 million views. So my question is, how much do you get paid for something like that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is so that where some money is coming agree. from? To be able to, they, like, they're going to use you on Oh, yeah. Website. You know everything is going to be 100% videotapes. And used. But what is he experiencing that he's crying in all of these things? Like, you can't tell? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, in the videos, it shows what appears to be, like, bloody, bruised, battered, dazed people. Some had duct tape around their mouths. Uh, some had it around their eyes or their head. Like, they literally rip it off and, like, your hair with it. They were made to crawl through, like, swampy drainage water. Some of them were pushed into it. Like, there was, like, this drainage area, and they had them in there, and they were, like, pushing their heads underwater. Like, uh, it was... So, like, you're physically being tortured? Kind of. I mean, he... And everything that I've ever read, he keeps saying it's all smoke and mirrors. It's not real. But in the videos, you clearly see people getting... Yeah. Pushed underwater and all of these things happening. Um... So a few of them had their heads in, like, crazy cage contraptions, like you would see in, like, a horror movie mm-hmm. if, if someone were being tortured. That's exactly what I picture. Right? Um, that you had to escape from. Some people were in coffins. Cockroaches were crawling on their faces. Some of them were made to eat bugs. One guy looked like he was getting his tooth extracted. It looked terrifying. Why would you sign up terrifying. for this? People... People do every single day. In a couple places, I read that there was, like, 24 to 27,000 people on a waiting list, depending on the source. You know how that is. Numbers always get 
Yeah. They're always and different. how many people, they only do one a day? I think they only do a handful every weekend. Mm-hmm. But it's all year round. It's not just Halloween. To the viewer, it certainly seems like these guys will go to any lengths to make you tap out and quit. But there's a catch. So for years, there was no safe word. You weren't done until they said you were done. And it looks like basically they don't quit until they break you, like I said. So like, mm-hmm. no safe word, and they just keep you going. But now they do have a safe word, but it's unclear if they stop right away. Some people were saying that they don't. That you can ask for minutes before they finally stop doing whatever they're doing to you. So, I mean, they can cut your hair. They can shave off your eyebrows. It says they can give you drugs to make you hallucinate. I'm going to stick with snack day. <laughs> no, let's, let's definitely stick with that. Oh, my God, how terrified were you in the beginning when I was reading this? <laughs> I was, you were, like, you, I, were, yeah. you were visibly, like, what? Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything like that. No, it's, this is insane. You can't be prepared for something like this, mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean... So one one piece of footage that I saw, I remember, showed this big burly bearded guy who looked like a badass. He's wearing like this red onesie and he's hanging with his hands chained up above his head. And the video is like a close up of his face, right? And he's there's a voice nearby that's like, "Why are you crying?" And he says, and I quote, "Cause I'm a big pussy, Russ. You guys are fucking freaking me out." And then they show him back again in another clip, and he's like just puking all over himself. He's, like, hanging there, throwing up all over his beard. Looks like a freaking lumberjack. That's just another It's thing. insane. So, if you guys out there still aren't shying away, let me keep going. <laughs> the tour that you sign up for, it could last up to 10 hours before. So, now, the one in Tennessee, it sounds like it's a little tamer, if you can call it that. It lasts about two to three hours if you can get through all of it. But from what I read, most people tap out after just eight minutes. You think like, oh, wow. God, they're doing all these major tours, but people are like, I'm done. I'm done. You're probably done before dinner. All right. We just ran through 20 people. But people aren't, again, they're not paying to do it, right? Right. So it's, a, it's just a bag of dog food. So it says, uh, what from what I read, Russ is a big dog lover and he donates it all to the local shelter, which that's cool. But I don't think he's earning any like bonus points with our listeners. <laughs> I don't think anybody's like, oh, what a softie. They're like, wait, no, what? that's cool and all, but keep going. What is happening here? torturing people? But I guess some people enjoy that or the thrill. Yeah. I mean, some people are looking for that, right? I mean, I guess that's why you do traditional haunted houses. And then for people who just aren't scared anymore, they're looking for something else maybe. I'm okay with just the traditional haunted houses still. I can even pass on the haunted mm-hmm. houses. I don't need them in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that person. Yeah, you know I love all that stuff. That's I think that's really fun. But no, this sounds insane. Way too crazy for me. Um, so originally at the San Diego location, he offered $20,000 to anyone who could complete the tour. Okay? So how many people do you think received that money? No one. No one. Nope. A lot of people thought it would be easy cash in hand, but it's fucking brutal. Like, nobody can survive 10 hours of torture. No. No. Nobody of any kind, mm-hmm. mental or physical or or otherwise. I don't even want to be anywhere for 10 hours. Like, I can't. No. I it's couldn't. unrealistic. No. So, before you begin, I told you, you have to sign a 40-page waiver, and it takes uh, a minimum of two hours to go through to sign it all. It details all all of the physically painful, psychological, grotesque things that could possibly be done to or around you. And, I mean, 
Ugh, they mention like the needles. They could use needles. They could pull your teeth. They could give you a tattoo. What the fuck? Tattoo. Can you imagine coming out like, oh, shit. Could you imagine going, like, missing a tooth? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's all in there. God. That's all in That's there. That's just not even right. I know. I know. And all of it is recorded. Russ says that this is not only for his protection, but to humiliate everyone who fails. Oh, and there's always a chance of death. You have to initial that you understand that, too. I'm sure. But Russ says there's always a chance of death if you go to Disney, too, right? Right, Russ. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. So what are your thoughts at this point? I just, I mean, I know there's people out there that thrive on mm-hmm. this type of behavior, but it sounds like a, it sounds like a, a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the point, right? They make this like your personal horror movie. Yeah. It's crazy. So what if I told you there's a change.org petition going on right now to shut down McKamey Manor? No, of course Are you surprised? No. Right. I know. You can get on there and There's like a petition do. for to shut down anything these days. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So I wasn't surprised. I doubt it's going to be successful. But their reasoning was because it's not an extreme haunt. It's a torture chamber in disguise. It's, so, it exactly sounds like it. It's mm-hmm. not a haunt. It, it sounds mm-hmm. like a, a personal experience. And, and that's exactly right. And I feel like, to be fair, there is no disguise. You get what you sign up for. They show you what it is. They tell yeah. you, like, you probably don't want to do this. So I feel like, you know, you're not going to come out of it with the warm and fuzzies. You know that. No. I don't think anybody's bamboozled here. Like, oh, we're going to a haunted house, kids. Like, it's not like that. Yeah. Like, you know what you're getting into. And... You can quit before you sign the waiver. Like, you can go through the waiver, and there's people who don't make it through the waiver. They're like, I'm out. I'm not doing this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what you're going you Once know it what you're goes, in for. Yeah. Once you start probably reading one of the things, some of the things they can do to you. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm not okay with that. And I guess you get to pick two things you're that they can't do. Two. Mm. <laughs> the people that started the petition also say that Russ only chooses the people that he can easily manipulate. So I'm sure if you're not deemed to be like, you know, you won't be allowed on the tour, but it sounds to me like somebody didn't get picked. But I bet you that they, I mean, they probably do a whole like profile background on the people that they pick Mm -hmm. on social media, like everything. And I'm sure. And maybe before it was a little bit more necessary for like the 20 grand, if they thought somebody would actually possibly make it through, maybe they didn't let him. I don't know. Who knows? They claim that he uses loopholes so he can't be arrested, and that even though now they have a safe word, repeatedly screaming it still won't make them stop. At least not right away, which we talked about. So they put that in the petition online. It reports that one man who was tortured passed out several times and workers only stopped because they thought he died. It doesn't say who it was, but I mean, I remember reading an article where Russ said that one man had a heart attack, but he was fine. It's like, oh, he's fine now, though. He's good. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Um, the petition claims that it's all done for torture porn. Uh, the other loophole, no payment taken, only dog food. So um, it can be said that people are doing it just for fun. So that's, you know, the legality is just... It's not there. It's not, no. But the one that got me was there's reports of sexual assault. And to no surprise of the petitioners, because he doesn't hesitate to hire sex offenders and workers with a violent history of felons. I don't know how true that is. That could just be hearsay. I don't want to jump on that, you know, and say, oh, that's... No, but, but I mean, not the average Joe is going to want to come in and crank out and... someone's tooth for no reason and mm-hmm. torture somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not normal behavior. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I think you probably have to find someone with a little bit of darkness. Mm-hmm. That, I know, I know. I'm just saying, I don't have, I don't have yeah, anything we don't to corroborate have to, we that, don't know. so I'm not going to put that out there as, like, a fact, but... Mm-hmm. 
that it's all in on change.org under the petition signing. You know, they mentioned that um, reports of people being injected or force-fed pills to cause hallucinations. Uh, it's a kidnapping and torture house, they say, where people need to seek psychiatric and medical help once they leave. Uh, that's what the petition covers, um, pretty much, and they just ask you to, you so know. The waiver and the petition are pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I just love saying You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you're right. I okayed that. I initialed next to that, Karen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said it was okay. Yeah. I said mm-hmm. that was fine. Leave it alone. Yeah. So they just, yeah, they ask you to join in signing and uh, try to shut it down. But I don't know. There's, a, there's like a Reddit discussion group link. You can go on there and check it out, see what people, see what other people had to say. Some of the other users kind of thought like, yeah, he's pushing legal and ethical boundaries. Uh, some say that he admits to employing people with violent past, which like you said, kind of makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. You're not going to go from working at Jewel to mm-hmm. torturing people. Yeah. That's where I also, I saw that Vegas connection, the possibility of that. Oh, um, there's going to be so much money. These people watching these rooms oh, and like making bets. bedding and all yeah. different things like that. Absolutely. Oh. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. They talk about a woman who did the experience and when she left, she told them she wants to work there too so she can also hurt people. And she went through and so like, I want to su- do this. So not surprised. Right. Yeah. I'm not surprised. There's probably a fine line between the entertainment and statism there, you know? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying that, you know, he has to sit and edit these videos oh, for, I'm like, sure hours. it's a lot of it's pleasure for him. Like, I'm sure you don't just start something like that, just like a side gig. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what? On the side, we're going to have this house where we torture people. Yeah. No fun. big deal. Like, don't worry. Just, I'll take care of that. It yeah. Got it. Could be a legal way to do what you enjoy and yeah. not get in trouble for it. So... Uh, one guy mentions that he talks about having to fire an employee for giving drugs and alcohol to underage girls. So with this, he says that in his 20 years plus experience in the haunt industry, you can't expect to put men and women of any age in an intense, creative, adrenaline-inducing situation and not have crazy shit happening. He wants to know, like, if that was tame enough to talk about in an interview, what's really happening in the background, you know? Mm-hmm. And I read he was blocked from bringing one of the haunts to Illinois. Of course, I had to read about that and find out where. And it was actually in McLeansboro, Illinois, which is only a couple hours from St. Louis. I think I've even driven through there a few times going down to Southern. And, you know, it's, it's like a small, I mean, there's only like, I don't know, it's a real small town. And there was this abandoned warehouse uh, owned by a woman named Patricia Irvin. And she rented it to Russ because she wanted a haunted family attraction. She hadn't seen the videos before they made the agreement, right? And even after she found out, she decided to honor it because... They had signed paperwork and she agreed and she wasn't going to go back on her word. But the people in the town were not going to have it. They start throwing bricks through the windows. They start praying in front of the building. She said that her car, somebody broke out all the windows and slashed the tires. I mean, people were hot. Yeah, they did not they want They were like, that. this is not coming here. There were even threats received that they would burn the building to the ground. So... They decided to shut down the location before it even started, and then from that point, he kept everything a secret. So he wouldn't tell anybody, like, where the next place was going to be, just in the South. And I thought it was interesting because people kept checking for, like, deeds and other evidence of, like, land purchase, and they couldn't they couldn't find out until they opened. Interesting. Yeah. hmm I mean, I like the air of mystery, but you know people don't want something like that moving in next door. No. How would you feel? Like, over there, the horse barn was now, like, this place. Oh, God. No. Can no. you imagine the kids just looking out the window and seeing random women getting, like, 
bound and dragged and, yeah. and screaming from like a van yeah. into yeah. the house oh like my, like my. on a daily basis like don't worry it's just saturday around here people yeah it's just, just doing a little haunt no big deal nothing to see here it's crazy especially because it's all year round yeah 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 when they first moved to tennessee in summerton the police were called several times by people that said they saw kidnappings women being drug out of vehicles like i said like, people running and bloody on the property. I mean, you can imagine, right? Like, people are being chased. Like, it looks oh, very yeah. real. Yeah. No arrests were ever made, but Russ had to start notifying police ahead of time so SWAT didn't show up and, like, take everybody out, basically. Um, it's insane. The new Somerton location sits on two acres. Some have mentioned 200 yards of muddy trench that you are made to crawl through, which is supposed to be home to a few caimans, one that is two and a half feet, named Ralph. And he likes to bite. Right? Like, oh my god, there's alligators in here with me? Can you imagine? Just the thought of the alligator. It could be a toy alligator, um, like, 100 yards away that you can't tell, and I'd be, I'd be out of there so fast. I could be bound and gagged and wrapped, and I would roll my ass out of that trip yeah, somehow. No, there is no not. way. That is terrifying to me. So, I'm sure that's one of the smoke and mirrors. At least, you would hope. But having that running through your mind, you know, while you're wading through the water, oh, there's no way. Nope. Peace out. So even though the reptiles may or may not exist, there is a giant tank of moray eels that won't bite, but they'll wrap themselves around your head when you're dunked into the tank. Oh, I'm going to have nightmares <laughs> just from hearing this story. I'm sorry. It's that there's whips, paintball guns, and tasers at the ready, along with Bugs, as I mentioned, bees, crickets, cockroaches, mosquitoes. I saw snakes in another one crawling over some guy's face. Billy would have passed out. Passed out. So imagine this. Someone calls the police. They see a bloodied bound woman screaming, being dragged into a storm cellar on the property. This, This really happened. They call 911. Officers show up. Before they even get to the scene, they go through the barn, and there's, like, all these props hanging in the barn, right? Like, you can see it. Like, the sickle with blood on it, and the axes, and all sorts of weird mm. shit, right? And they're we hope freaked they're just props. out. They're freaked out. Obviously. These officers don't know what's going on. They've never been called here before. They go out. Luckily, what it said was the battery died on the camcorder, so Russ... Had to come out? Yeah, he had to come out of the cellar area to go get another battery pack. And while he was grabbing a new one, the police showed up and they could clearly talk to the woman. She said that, you know, she consented to this and they were able to basically, you know, nothing, nothing major happened. But like the DA that was being questioned about this for the article said that it could have been bad. Like somebody could have been shot. These officers were terrified. Yeah, I'm sure they, they were. showed up thinking they were on like the like a like, like a, a murder saw situation yeah. or not a saw situation, yeah. like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre situation. Like it was crazy. Um, there are a few other reports online from guests of the manor, if that's what you want to call them. So, like one guy, Chris Smith, he's 37, who signed up for it. He said he left the first time after just reading the waiver. Later, he came back and he quit a second time after he was buried alive in a coffin, and a third time after he was hypnotized and had a panic attack. So today, he's actually a volunteer that helps and works remotely for the tours. How do you work remotely? I don't know. Maybe he does editing or something with all the videos. Who knows? How do you quit when you're buried alive? Never mind. Get me out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you bang on the coffin. I quit. Safe word, safe word, safe word. Like, like even if you don't have a safe word, you just scream out safe word. Yeah. I just, and I'm like, okay, give us a minute. We're going to dig you up. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, thank you. 
So, of course, I had to find a few different stories. And I'm going to tell you about this girl. And I think this might even be the reason that he left San Diego. So, Laura Hurt's brother, Tin, she is a self-proclaimed Halloween guru, right? So, in 2016, she travels in from Colorado to complete uh, the tour. After watching all the videos online, she's, like, super excited to do this. And she booked October 23rd, 2016. A few months to go before the big day, Russ had her complete certain assignments. So, like I said, she had to get a onesie for her tour. So, he had her, like, send in a video of getting your costume at Spirit. And we'll post it on Facebook. And then um, she got a McKamey Manor tattoo ahead of the trip. She had a tattoo. She, like, all on her own went and got a tattoo. So, it says, like, McKamey Manor. No, it says the chamber. Um, nope, my bad. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell did I write down? It reads, McKamey Manor, The Chamber, October 23rd, 2016. And there's like drops of blood hanging from the letters. But she said it was all in good fun. She was still super excited about it. So while on Facebook posting her videos and other photos, she meets a guy in the group and they started a romantic online relationship. She's having a tough time in her marriage. She meets this other guy through the Facebook thing, whatever. So October 23rd comes. She flies out to San Diego with her husband, you know, even though they're kind of rocky. He knows about the other guy, but this other guy's wife had no idea. And so McKamey outs them on the Facebook thing, like everyone. So she's devastated. The other guy totally drops her. Her husband wants a divorce. And now the tour is getting ready to start in a couple of minutes. So she's yeah, just like... because they want her out of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Her life is over. They told you. Like, they'll they're... use anything that they can against yeah. you. So she's like, I couldn't turn back now. I'd done all of these things and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't not do it. But she said she believed that Russ took things personally after that. He kept saying, I don't believe in cheaters. So she truly thinks that because of this, they made it worse for her. She says, and I quote, I was waterboarded. I was tased. I was whipped. I still have scars of everything they did to me. I was repeatedly hit in my face over and over and over again. Open-handed as hard as a man could hit a woman in her face. Even through them hitting me, I was just so numb by what had happened previous to that. I didn't even make a sound. Not even a grunt. Nothing. I didn't cry. I didn't scream. I didn't say ouch. So she claimed that after that, she was blindfolded with duct tape, held underwater by her ankles until her body started involuntarily thrashing. She was made to dig a shallow hole in the patch of dirt with her bare hands, and then they made her lie in it while they covered her face with dirt and gave her a straw to breathe through. The dirt was getting into her throat, and she was, like, begging for water, but they would just, like, splash it on her face and never actually give it to her. She said that that didn't even break her. It was just when they started taking a file to her tattoo, and then they were scratching her throat with it. That's when she was done. She just... She said she just started crying. She repeated the safe word for several minutes before they finally stopped. They sprayed her down with a pressure washer, they, the duct tape still over her eyes, and drove her back to the drop-off location. She said her arms and her hands were shaking so much from the adrenaline, they thought she was having a seizure. She said that she was made to record an exit video before leaving, which is, I guess, everybody has to do it before, before they leave. And she claims that Russ told her if she didn't say good things about her experience, he would sue her for $50,000. And she was like, well, I signed a waiver, so maybe he can do that. So she does it. She pretty much would have done anything at this point to get yeah, out of there. just get out of there. So back at her hotel after showering, she realized she needed to go to the hospital for her injuries. So she goes there. She takes pictures. 
They put her in a neck brace in the hospital. Her face is badly swollen. Her lips are swollen. She has scrapes on her cheeks, goose egg on her forehead, cuts on her mouth. Yeah. A large bloody wound was also documented on her knee where she said that she was crawling on the ground and an old surgery scar opened up. I need need surgery. I'm looking through my fingers. I mean, she's so bad. She had bruising on her stomach and abdomen and x-rays showed a hairline fracture on her foot. Her mouth was so scratched from the fish hooking and the hitting, they sent her home with medical mouthwash. When she wouldn't tell the doctors how she was injured, they called the police. And, I mean, of course they did. But she left before they could even come talk to her. She did go to the police later, but they told her she didn't have a case because of the waiver she signed. So now she's like, I don't even care about that anymore. I just want an apology. And she says she's tried to warn others, but claims that McKamey made it I mean, basically, he's got this huge community, right? So everybody thinks she's, like, this crazy liar, and everybody hates her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't deny it. He's like, no, I outed her. Any personal information we have, we'll use it against you and up front. He's like, the relationship drama didn't affect her tour. He said that he was just as hard on her as they were on anybody that joined at that time. He does say that San Diego shows were way more physical, and now he's doing psychological stuff in the South. Even better. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's Brandon Vance. So he hails from Texas. He had taken the tour a few times. For Brandon, he said, it's therapeutic. It's a way to cope with the missing adrenaline rush that he felt basically during his time at the Army. So he's an adrenaline junkie. He's totally into, like, skydiving, bungee jumping, rock climbing, like, you name it. And he's like, it's just really hard to replicate the day-to-day being in the Humvee. He said, like, ready to go. That high. That, like, Mm -hmm. holy crap, when I get out of Mm -hmm. here and we go do our job, like, what's going to happen? I mean, that's just crazy. It's a a different, yeah. It's a different different type of adrenaline. Different high. You've heard that before, Mm -hmm. right? Like, some people keep searching for that because they need to recreate it. It's that feeling. Yeah. So this is kind of like that that was this guy. And he says, and I quote, with McKamey Manor, that's the closest I've ever come. I get to experience that feeling again. It's almost euphoric. The fear of the unknown in and of itself can be terrifying, and that's part of it. He says, the whole thing is head games. That's what's great about it. So his first trip through the manor lasted less than a minute. Three minutes the second time, he tapped out when they had him in a straitjacket, duct tape covering his whole face, fencing material around his body. My gosh. They lowered him into the trench, and he's totally freaked out by water. So he was like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. I get it. Me too, buddy. Um, and I also wanted to share Brian Vanover's story because I thought this this guy was interesting. So his job is emergency mitigation. He's used to being around discussing things like black mold and decaying bodies. So mm. is this the type of people that do crime scene cleanup? Maybe. Maybe. I'm, I mean, I don't know. Emergency mitigation. I need to look that up. I actually didn't. But I was curious. And, it sounds like it. Yeah. Like, ugh, how would you like that job? I don't know. You might be able to handle it because you're at the hospital and you're in the emergency room all yeah. the time. And you, you'd be able to handle it way better than me. You yeah. I mean, I don't think I, I wouldn't think I'd want that as my side gig, but yeah. I mean, even when my brother was little, like, and he like gashed his face open or threw up or whatever, I was always the one, even yeah, as a child, like cleaning up and taking. But care I wonder of that if it's different, like helping somebody that's actually alive and like like healing them and helping them. Versus the cleanup afterwards of, like, a crazy crime scene where yeah. it's just, ugh, I don't know who would sign up for that. That's another podcast. <laughs> so, so that's what he did. So he kind of thought that maybe he would be, this would be right up his alley and he'd be able to, to handle it all. Mm-hmm. He said his main goal was just to, like, you know, do it longer than most people. Like, I just want to, like, I just want to be able to, like, hang. 
Before they even begin, Russ gives him a task. He wraps red duct tape around his eyes and his head and puts a helmet over him with a walkie. Now it's it's pouring down rain and it's freezing cold. He makes him wear a duffel bag full of bricks and tell him to run five laps around the yard in the mud and the rain, carrying the 50-pound dog bag of dog food that he brought. So before lap two is even done, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> but Russ said that wasn't even really part of it. That was just something fun that I wanted you to do like while we were waiting. <laughs> so he's like, this we'll guy is just scary. Do, right? Because he's got to come up with the ways that they're going to torture. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Does he have a family? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I looked up a little bit more about him. I know that he is, di- I believe he's divorced because in one of the articles I read, it said his wife like took half their shit when she moved out. Like maybe just to spite him, like took all the props and all the yeah. other stuff. Or maybe she's like, she likes that kind of stuff too and just wanted to have her own side thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mrs. Um, Manor. I actually didn't get too far into that. But so this guy's like going through the waiver that we talked about. And I was, I was curious and I found a couple pieces of the waiver actually posted in an article. It said number 29, participant agrees to and has full knowledge that if selected to visit the barber, Participant may leave McKamey Manor completely bald, including eyebrows. Initial here, right? Number 30, participant agrees and acknowledges that mouse traps are used on the tour, which may result in bruising or breaking of fingers. Initial here. He agrees to exposure to extreme temps, having plastic wrap tightly wrapped over his face. Oh my God. Having his hands and feet zip tied. No sexual assault. It does say in there, like, no sexual assault, no. You know, nothing that's like, (laughs) I don't know what what could be deemed more like inappropriate, but whatever. (laughs) And and you get to pick two freebies. He said no tooth pulling and no needles. This is the one I told you the contract took forever. It took him from from two in the afternoon till eight o'clock. Because he was like, I'm going to know exactly what's going on. How long do you think he lasted? Probably like a minute and a half. Three seconds. That guy lasted three seconds. The mitigation guy lasted three seconds. What did, why did he leave? Does According to his exit interview, he quit as soon as cold water rushed over him. He couldn't do he, he another one. I think water's probably a main event. Very like, terrifying, too. It, it, it's scary for anyone when you think that you're going to drown. Like, there's no, you know. So he wasn't beaten up or swollen, though. He says he looks forward to trying it again, oh maybe when it's warmer. So... I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine doing any of it in a cold and rainy night. You can't get me to go outside when it's cold and rainy anyway, let alone to do something like that. So I don't know. But according to Brian, there's no Cayman named Ralphie. There's no quicksand like mud. And no matter what he says he will do to you, none of it's real. It's the promise of adventure and the opportunity to break free of your personal limitations. And it's all for the thrill of it. So you've got one person saying that they're being tortured and they went to the hospital and they've got pictures. And you've got other people that are like, nah, it's just super fun and it's not a big deal. And like, Russ is a good guy. I don't believe it. I know. We're very well aware that things aren't always what they seem. And so I had to look into Russ a little bit more and get a little bit more information on him. Russ McKamey was an arts theater major during his high school and college years. He spent 22 to 23 years in the Navy, depending on the source. Again, I found like differing numbers. And for all those years out to sea, he actually put together haunts on board for his fellow shipmates. That's actually pretty cool. He did like a haunted thing for them every year, out even though they were deployed. Depends on what it was. Sure. Sorry. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna very, say that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna that. Err on the side of caution with this guy. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe he started small and was like, like, yeah, yeah, let's do a haunted house. 
don't know. It didn't, it didn't talk about what they were, but I'd be curious. Uh, they say that Russ, even from behind the camera, is always the star of the show. He's tall. He's approximately 6'5", with a broad stance, and still wears his hair in a high and tight, although he's gray now. Um, while the shocking video footage gets people's attention, they say that it's McKamey's charisma that's helped build his following of thousands of fans from all over the world. Like, people from all over the world come to do these. I need to look this up. It's crazy. He's self-described as a straight-laced conservative guy. He moonlights as a wedding singer and a DJ, Jen. He doesn't use alcohol, smoke, or use illegal drugs. And he also doesn't curse. Actually, one of the things that I saw was that back when they were um, offering the $20,000 reward, if you cussed or if you couldn't complete a challenge, they would deduct $500. He does not do profanity. He says he's never waterboarded anyone, but he does use hypnosis and often makes guests think that these things are happening, but they aren't. He's like, I could put somebody in a kiddie pool filled with water and tell them there's a shark in there and they're going to believe it. So he says he can do hypnosis. Who knows? I don't know. But he likes to exploit people's fear of water, but it's really just smoke and mirrors, like he says all the time. A live theatrical performance, making you live out your own horror movie. It just has to bring out your fear and up your anxiety. He calls it survival horror boot camp, he said. It's, it's your mind against my mind. He claims that the descent is the easiest one yet, and that it's all just a mental game. There's no reason that you can't finish it. And when he was asked about that, like why they stopped giving out the 20K, he just said people were doing it for all the wrong reasons. So you and I cannot think of Mm -hmm. many people who would show up desperate for that 20K. And even if they couldn't do and complete something like this, like they were just desperate and they needed the money, they shouldn't have been doing this. It's not really in their interest. Correct. He leaves the interviewer with this final thought, waiver or not, it's illegal to actually torture people. And he knows he's being closely watched and monitored by everyone so i mean people in the communities the police everybody's keeping an eye on this guy but he's like if i was actually torturing people we'd have been shut down by now Mm. he basically likes to talk a big game he taunts visitors before they arrive and he reminds them that he's capable of hypnosis and mind control whether that's real or not i don't know but he also admits that the manner is safer than it may appear and he's aware that there's laws he has to follow he says i do it for the fans Um, And I quote, I do it for guys like Brian Vanover. These are enthusiastic people who understand and appreciate the art form that we're doing. He doesn't want to seriously hurt anyone, he says. He just wants to get enough footage for what the fuck moments to make an exciting movie. And that's it. I'm sure he's got plenty of those moments. Oh, he's even just on their website. If you go to their website, you can click on a couple of the videos and you'll see what I was telling you about. It's crazy. I'm definitely going to the website right after this because I have to find out more. I wish I had you believing that we were doing it for longer than I did, though, because once I got to like, it can last up to 10 hours. I'm like, oh, no way. It's not happening. (laughs) I do believe there's people out there that would sign up for stuff like this. For sure. Oh, yeah. Well, when they say that there's what? Like, possibly 27,000 people that are on a waiting list for this? Yeah. I mean... That's just so bizarre. I don't know anybody that I think would... Well, maybe I do. Yeah. Maybe a couple people. Maybe. I don't feel like I know anyone personally that would sign up for this. They're all Billy's friends back home. Like, I think I could pick out a couple of them that would be like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll try it. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I mean... No, not here. Not at this point in life. I, 15 years ago, I could think of a dozen people, but now, no. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I can't even get off the couch at 9 p.m. on a Saturday. Right. I <laughs> sign up for something like this. No. So. <laughs> no. 
No, I totally called Billy's Bluff that one time, remember? I was like, happy birthday! Oh, the skydiving. The skydiving certificate, yeah. and he never used it. <laughs> so. That's good. We all belong on the ground. No, we do, we do. But hey, I... Uh, I don't think he was serious. No, I don't think he, he was He talked either. a big game, too. He was like, oh, yeah, skydiving, that'd be great. And then I like, I saw his face when he opened it, and he was reading it, and he was probably like, oh, shit, now I really have to do this. <laughs> that is so true. I so, can yeah. totally see that. But yeah, they can stick to what their right turns. Is that what it's called? On yeah. Little racing left turns. Left hand turns. It's yeah. a left hand. Oh, look at I don't even know the way we're turning. <laughs> All the NASCAR people are like, what? Jack? I know. I, we just <laughs> lost everybody. I'll just bring my wrestling people back. Those are my people. <laughs> Seriously. Well, hopefully everybody out there enjoyed the story of McKamey Manor. If you had not heard of it, because I sure hadn't. But... Searching for my haunted house, I found that supposed haunted house. And yeah, I thought that for is sure. insane. I don't know if I can compete with that next week. It's pretty messed up, but it's kind of, I'm, I'd be curious to see what it looks like, though. I kind of want to go over there and just drive by. Yeah, forever in the area. like an old building. I don't know. I feel like you don't need that much to have a torture room, which no, is what I imagine. No, I mean, I read somewhere that it's like a small, super small town. I mean, there's only like 800 and some odd people in this town. And it, like, just a little bit of ways away, there's, like, an elephant sanctuary, and there's all this other really cool stuff around there. And they said that, if I remember correctly, it said something like, the McKamey Manor sticks out, like, a severed head on a stick or something like that. I mean, I'm it just, sure. like... I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure um, the neighbors are like, this is fantastic. We are so excited. We've been moving. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So... All right. Well, um, don't forget to hop on five stars, rate and review. All that good stuff. Yeah. Find us Do on it. social. Get on there. Find us on social and maybe it'll up our game on there. We'll get on and interact a little bit more. We're trying. We really are. I'm going to be better next time. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.